Welcome to the Son of a Preacher podcast. Please sit back and listen to the thoughts and musings from sermons that were first brought to the pulpit four, five, even six decades ago. I am GW, and I am the Son of a Preacher. I am so happy to be talking to you all again today. Subject today is an unfinished life and was first brought to the pulpit in March of 1956. Interestingly, at least to me, was that this was the last sermon my dad presented to the congregation of the church before he moved to a new posting. So the scripture was taken from the book of John, the 19th chapter, the 30th verse. It said, When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head, and he gave up the ghost. It is finished. Now, that is not the voice of one crying out in despair. It is the voice of one crying out in triumph. Jesus had finished his life on, on earth and was proud of having done so. His, his was not the pride of the man who had made his first million. It was the pride of one who had done a fine job and had been able to finish the job and to accomplish what was needed and what he, he and his father wanted to have done. And that is the cry of one who had lived a complete life. In fact, in all cases, man has never been able to completely live a life as successfully as Jesus did. My dad had a pastor a few years before this in the, in the 1940s. And there was a man in that congregation, a man by the name of Keaton, and he was successful. He had the Midas touch. He knew how to make money. He did it easily and and seemingly, looking at it from the outside in, he made money almost without effort. And as he got to be an older man, he was still able to make money. But the strange thing was that up until the closing days of his life, and he was still chasing, chasing money. Now, he was a fine man, but my dad was, well, I think the point that he was he was never able to really complete his life and be satisfied with his life work because he was continually chasing. So unfinished lives. You know, in Luke, the 12th chapter and the 18th verse, you had the man who's the farmer. And he said, I will pull down my barns and build greater barns. And there I'll be able to store all my fruits and my goods. And this man, in the eyes of the world, he was a most successful man. He, in the business world, he practiced all the rules of good economics. He had always been a good producer, and his production was more than he could store. So he wanted to build more storage facilities. So the man said, I have just about reached the place that I can sit back and retire, and I can do all the things I wanted to do in my life. Now, I'm saying it in today's words rather than what he probably would have said back then. But just let me finish this building program. And then after that is accomplished, well, then I shall be able to spend the rest of my life enjoying life and relaxing and enjoying my family. But in Luke, the 12th chapter and the 20th verse, But God said unto him, You fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall these things be for? And the man died. And others had a wonderful time, probably living it up with what he had accumulated. So, and now again we're talking in 1956 here, and my dad talked about a pastor from Long Beach, California, 
who had recently suffered a serious heart attack. And, you know, the ministers were missing his leadership. So the point here is that even the best man in the service of the Lord cannot guarantee that they're going to live a long life. So what about a man that lives only for what you can put into insurance or into the bank or stocks and bonds so that he might retire someday and live his life and be in comfort and ease? Well, what about that man? I mean, is there any guarantee that he's going to live long enough to retire? And, you know, will he be able to spend the rest of his days taking it easy? Or or possibly he'll be sick. Maybe he just, you know, won't be able to take it easy. People plan big for their retirement. And many find that they just don't live long enough to truly enjoy it. So it all comes up to this. None of us can expect to complete our lives according to the plan that we have in our mind. So we may be able to live a satisfactory life, but none of us can expect to complete the lives on this earth and completely to our satisfaction. We must look for complete satisfaction as our eternal reward and have it in heaven. So in Ephesians, the second chapter, the eighth and ninth verse, it says, For by the grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Yes, we have eternal life, but we have it because we believe in the Lord Jesus as our Savior. And the Lord expects us to live with an eye to the future. In Matthew, the fifth chapter and the tenth verse, said, Blessed are they which are persecuted, for righteousness is theirs in the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus was saying, don't worry about whatever problems and persecutions you may receive while you're here on earth, because you will possess happiness. And the whole principle of Christ is that we should live in such a way that, that we walk into heaven with our heads held high and proud of our Christian heritage. Now, my dad was preaching this at a time when he was leaving this particular church and he headed to a new posting. And so he was looking at the job that he had done in that church. And I think he really wanted to be able to say, it is finished. Essentially saying that he had had done the best he could. He had done everything that the Lord wanted him to do in that church. But I'm not certain that his belief in the way the Lord works would allow him to be that definitive. And saying it is finished in the job that he had done, I think that he looked and knew that nearly everything that he did in life was a testament of an unfinished life. In the sermon that he was trying to give, instead of being titled Unfinished Life, perhaps perhaps he really thought it should be titled Unfinished Sermons so that everyone could be accomplished in a better manner. So you have to remember that to be a Christian, this is to live expectantly and to live throughout the eternity for the glory of God, for the glory of God and man. And the beauty of a Christian life is that you do not have to live in such a way that you are scared of what the next day might bring, that you are living for the Lord and you are good because you want to be good and you want to be good to serve the Lord. You do not have to worry about the preacher or anyone else watching over you to be good. You're good 
because you belong to the Lord and the Savior. May the Lord bless you, keep you in peace. Thanks for taking your valuable time today to listen to the musings of this son of a preacher. I hope the sermon excerpts from 40, 50 years ago proved to be both interesting and insightful. Please subscribe to this podcast. Let your friends know about this opportunity to see how the Bible and the problems of the world remain amazingly constant. New podcasts should arrive weekly, but there is currently a number of podcasts available if you wish to listen more frequently. May the Lord bless you. Keep you in peace. Thank you.